Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. In continuation um, of the last one, we are going to be talking about tech opportunities after uni. Uh, my name is Brandon. Guys, T Free, hello. How are you doing? James here. How are you doing? Wow, T Point So yeah, um, like I said, continuation to our last podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Um, we are talking about tech opportunities after university. So we spoke about, you know, placements and jobs. Um, so just want to go a bit more in-depth into that topic. So I'll put it on the table. What, what really are the tech opportunities after uni? Well, that's a good actually point, actually. There's, there's quite a lot, to be honest. So you can either, obviously, the main difference is you go for a big corporate company, you know, like the Microsofts, the IBMs, uh, etc., or you can work for, you know, startups that are just coming up and stuff. And yeah, those would be the main, you know, the main two right now. Or smaller, and you've got startups and then you've got, you know, smaller companies as well. It depends. Yeah. Okay. I think LinkedIn had a, an article saying like the top 10 jobs and in IT or, well, IT and data computer related. So it was like software programmers. Yeah, software engineering. Uh, software engineering, database developers, data analysts. Data so, admin. Data, so a lot of a lot of opportunities are out there in terms of, you know, if you studied anything in relating to computer science yeah. or engineering. Yeah, actually, it's a good point you've mentioned. Maybe we should just mention, you know, the major ones we know of. So we've mentioned software engineering, data admin, data analyst. Uh, software testing. Software testing is, is, a, is one, that's, one as well. that's going... Yeah, and let's not ridicule what we do as well. Web a web developer. Oh yeah, definitely. You you UI, UI designers, um so yeah. user interaction design. Exactly. And user experience yeah. design. So, you know, if you're a good graphic designer, you are in you know, you're in yeah. the space. JavaScript developers as well, which is what you know, also front end, falls and front end, you know, developers as well. And um, what do you call it? Big data um, analysts are becoming huge right now. Yeah, like, Hadoop, 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 Hadoop yeah, virtual machines. Yeah, and yeah what's that major one? You got Hadoop and um, what's the other one? Uh, is it R? Uh, no, Hadoop and there's one. Is it Hive? Hive. Yeah. Hive. Hive. Yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah so big data is becoming really important. So I think if you guys are really interested in, oh yeah, cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. That that's a lot of that that area needs a lot of you know. A lot of you know graduates and a lot of people. To be yeah, honest. there's yeah. a huge market. Yeah, there's a huge demand for that, I should yeah, say. Huge demand for that. So if anyone's interested, like yeah, check those roles. To be honest. Yeah. But yeah, I think we should. It's very important. Like to what would you guys say to the people? Do you, do you think some? Do you think it's important to go for graduate roles, or do you think you should just apply for a normal opportunities? In my opinion, I personally, based on you know what I'm going through right now, I wouldn't apply for. Um, graduate roles, to be honest, because most of them force you to stay in the company for two years and yeah, graduate schemes. Yeah, graduate schemes. Graduate I should schemes, say, yeah, yeah. Like, I've got nothing against graduate schemes, but where if I want to leave, you know, before that two years, yes, I can leave, but I feel like graduate schemes aren't for me as well. Like, I don't know. I really, I, I really like more hands-on, um, you know, um, uh, projects and stuff, hands-on opportunities. So to me. I'd rather, I'd prefer to work in startups, even though working in startups is not easy. There's like, they make you do crazy, make you work crazy. Most of them make you work crazy hours. Also, sometimes you're not getting paid a lot of money. It's basically made based on, you know, stock opportunities or, you know, um, um, but one thing I would say about working in, in a startup, which I really like is um, you learn more and like it's more hands-on, the experience you're learning. You know, the cool stuff you get to do in most startups, you know, you get ping pong tables, you get slides, you know, the stuff like we, we post. 
you get to you know a free back bike package in which you know large corporations do give you but i don't know i think there's something about startups that just makes it a bit more cooler and also there isn't this um you know clothes restriction my mom always used to say to me like how comes you programmers that you most of you those guys don't wear suits like, you're always wearing casual clothes and i just tell my mom like it's my role do you see what i mean it's it's very flexible so yeah what about you guys what do you guys think about startups and large corporations what's your yeah, opinion on that i think the main thing is i well in my opinion i i don't think you should what well, people should go for like graduate schemes well it depends on you whether you know you, you like the company and you think the graduate scheme is it's perfect for you but i just think you don't get that flexibility if you don't think you, you know the right if, if you go in there and the the company you thought was the right one for you you know you have to wait two years until you can change up and then you know change your change the company you want, want to work for and change the things that you want to do so people should be aware of that but uh yeah there's so many options out there there's you know can work for a startup you can um you can even start your own business start your own you forgot business to say well, yeah, yeah exactly start your own business as well so there's many opportunities out there but with starting a business is more difficult than you know working, working for, for someone yeah, yeah. working for because you know you've got the the, the wage the salary's yeah. there yeah ready for you it's basically more comfortable <laughs> everything's already yeah, there for it's you it's comfortable but you know when you're starting a business you know you're working from the Starting from the bottom. Yeah, starting from the bottom. Yeah. And one day you might be there. Yeah, so there's many options out there. No, not might. Will. Yeah, definitely. There's no might. That that might have to be a topic for another day. Might or will. Um, I I think for me, I'll say you should... uh, Okay, for me personally, like like we've we've mentioned this in in previous uh, podcast episodes, whereby you have to know what you want you have to know who you are and you have to research i i already knew i was going to work for a company for at least a year because i just thought i needed to gain oh, certain yeah, skills you need to go placement isn't it yeah I, but i i worked with companies i worked in companies before okay but it wasn't that much more structural and you know oh no no proper companies while you guys were doing placement i didn't go to the traditional route of yeah. placement i actually applied for a job role ah interesting in a company mm. and worked but i didn't go like Oh, they they didn't take it as my ten percent because at the time I was repeating a, mo- um, a couple of modules that here, so yeah, I had like a half term, a full term uh, gap okay. of not going to lectures. Yeah, so I actually went and worked instead of doing placement. Yeah, um, but I, I knew I wanted to work after uni because there were just certain things I wanted to get sorted um, in terms of easily getting. Well, it's not easily, but with the way like the bank work, I could working with my pay sleep and get a mortgage I could, yeah. you know do certain certain advantages and learning the structure of how a company works learning the hierarchy structure learning yeah. how they deal you know the policies they put in place for certain things and so that's what i really wanted to do after uni but i also know that long term i was not going i am not going to stay with a company for well, five years is even long if my if my dad hears this he'll be like where are you running to but Mm. hopefully but hopefully i'm thinking by the end of next year i don't see myself in the same place because i know long term what i want to do so if you know you want to work for a company afterwards i'll say go for it but it is well like i would i wouldn't i wouldn't do the graduate scheme um, the best thing you want is to get a permanent role 
Because then yeah. you can live when you want. Yeah. Really, so. For sure. I mean, is there anything you want to say, James, before we You, you work tomorrow with startups, isn't it? James? Yeah. So uh, tell us about more about what you do, like, after uni. What have you been up to? Well, I've been Enlighten up to... us. Uh, well, when I finished... Whilst I was doing my exams, actually, my final year exams, I was also applying. And then, luckily, the first interview I went for was the first job I had, which was uh, in a digital agency uh, company where... Um, so they did the marketing, build software for other companies. Um, so that's what I end up. Um, it was... I liked it. The reason why I felt like it was good for me is because I was at the stage where I wanted to do a bit of everything to know what I exactly want to do, mm. what technology I wanted to focus on. So there I was a bit doing a bit of back-end, a bit of front-end, a bit of mobile apps. So it was good for me um, in that sense because from working there I knew what I liked and I knew what I didn't like do doing that yeah. much. So what was your role by the way? What was my role? Yeah. It was a junior software developer. Mm. Um so after a year I left it for the company I'm with right now. Um which is a software engineering role. Uh, so at the moment I'm doing a bit of um, mobile development and a lot of backend um, using PHP, Node, um, React Native, uh, Qt, which um, yeah I managed to pick up a lot of new things mm. in, the, in the new role. That's good. What would you say your work life was? So my first question is why did you decide to you know, leave your first row after a year, did you feel like, you know, you've, you've gained enough experience, what you wanted to learn, and then you felt like it's it was time to challenge yourself a bit more and move on to the next chapter, or was it just the case that you wasn't, uh, you know, happy there? Yeah, no, it's definitely not because I wasn't happy. It was because I found something more exciting. Um, and also, like I said, I wanted to do a bit of everything uh, to know what, what I prefer. So after doing a bit of everything, I thought, well, I want to focus on the back end, which is uh, specifically on software engineering, rather more towards software engineering, rather web development. Um, so yeah, that's one of the reasons why Sweet. I left. What would you say your work-life balance was? Because you know, as programmers, people tend to think like we're all we're doing is coding twenty four seven. Even though all we are doing is coding twenty four seven, most of us. <laughs> but what would you say your life, your work life balance was? Do you think it was good, or do you think it was stressful? Be honest. I th I think it was good in the sense of outside of work. So with a digital agency, uh, they work a lot on deadlines, and um, sometimes you can end up with work at home, but they don't understand if you really don't want to do it and because mm. at the end of the day you're not forced to do it so <laughs> um so wait could you yeah, sorry um could you let us know what is you know what what's the difference between a digital agency company and a normal you know software company what was the significant differences would well, you say well digital agencies they 
they help you with online presence I would say they help you develop your brand uh, help you reach a wider audience um, they help you build your website the apps um, software development company often is they actually just focus on software itself rather the marketing um, and all the PR stuff so yeah I think I'm not sure if that's the definition for the difference but yeah. um, in my eyes that's how I see it yeah that's interesting you say because like I think one thing we didn't really discuss is the fact that how have you found you know balancing your your work role with your you know your you know your company you've also started like your your side project I won't say side project but you know the work we do at Cordium as well how would you how easy would you say is the balance do you think it's it's been difficult or it's been say? challenging sometimes because not because I am um, forced to do things outside work yeah. but because for myself I want to learn other things outside work so for example uh, where I am now, we recently moved um, our mobile app. We, we're creating, currently working on two different apps. One is in QT, which is not that useful. so many of you might not know it. But So I was forced to learn the QML and QT. Wait, app. so, okay, let's just, did oh, you what? say force? No, not forced, okay. but because... You are required to learn it because okay. you're going you're gonna to need it for... Yeah, because I'm working on the app, I can't just say... <laughs> oh, no, 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 not like that. Because I'm working on the app, obviously, I can't just go home and forget about it and yeah. come back to work and... You know what I mean? It, but with software engineering, no matter the role, I think you always have to uh, stay on top of... Um, of your feet and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that will have to happen outside the work as well because um, it's a very competitive game. Uh, if you don't keep learning, you get left behind very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's been challenging because I'm always constantly learning new things. So, like I said, started learning React um, QT before I even... Uh, knew it that well. I was learning React uh, Native at the same time, so you know. Um, and outside that, I've got other stuff to do as well. So you know, it's it's sometimes it's challenging, but I think you choose how um, how much effort you want to to put into it. I'm a guy who, when I start learning something, I put all into it. So. Yeah. That's interesting. So also, what would you say, what were the transferable, this is for all of us, by the way, like, what were the transferable skill sets that university helped you in, um, you know, fitting right into your job? What would you say you were? I feel like I learned so many things where I feel like I can look, for example, at the programming language and learn it and actually pick it up in, in a month or two. I could, I'm comp um competent in the language that's uh, you. <laughs> and um, and that's because of the principles that I learned at the university and the basics I learned from uh, to university in the university they're very applicable almost everywhere so also the people uh, interacting with people really it's well, what do you think about programmers you know there has been the saying that some programmers is, could, they can add 
a bit of like a like a jerk sometimes. Or, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They have, we have very, I won't say weak, because I don't think I fall into the criteria of even weird as a programmer, but there have been instances where, you remember in our classes, we've seen programmers throw their keyboards because they, they've got bugs in their computer and stuff. Yeah. Have, you, <laughs> have you been through, you know, such scenarios at work? What would you say about working programming? It's just a bit, we have very you know, absurd behaviours, I would Different say. Different characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely you got the guy I think sorry to cut you in but we got the guy that you know he knows a lot but he doesn't want to share his knowledge you got the guy that he has tons of experience and he wants to share his knowledge and he's the guy you can go to and you've got the guy in office who you don't you know he doesn't say anything to anyone I think that's the experience I've had to be honest what would you say luckily for me everywhere I've been everyone was very open and have hasn't got that st- uh, stereo typical mm. uh, vibe uh, they're all open normal people yeah that you can joke around with um, I mean you are obliged to say the truth don't worry like your boss is an oh no no <laughs> <laughs> no uh, this is genuinely and I'm I, I'm I've been lucky I, it's something I don't take for granted mm. uh, some companies so definitely different uh, some people have different uh, experience but for me luckily it's all been good very positive people yeah I'm working with so yeah for me so far so good that's really good actually well in my case i would say because i'm currently like involved in a lot of stuff right now i'm doing a postgrad and i'm also uh i work part-time as a uh what do you call it as a software engineer in a startup and my experience has been good to be honest i've i've had the chance to work with a an energy uh what do you call it startup who is you know using emerging um, artificial intelligence and you know the energy system together and the guys are pretty cool I've learned a lot of stuff from them because um, I started off as being like the what fourth employee and I was the only technical I won't say the only technical guy there but I was the official only computer science guy there and that meant that I had to do a lot of um, I had to learn a lot of new things I had to apply a lot of the you know knowledge I learned in university so I think the skills that I gained from you know university were skills such as you know problem solving so you know being able to, you know, know how to deal with problems, number one. So if a problem occurs, I just go go to Google and I type in Stack Overflow. I type in my question into Stack Overflow and boom, I just, you know, see what problems other people have had. That's a key skill for actually any, you know, program actually. Another transferable skill I'll say was helpful was um, allow me to, um, you know, explain technical terms in a more, um, you know, normal manner, you know, because as... As programmers, we tend to use all these jargons and we tend to exclude the world around us by using all these crazy acronyms that no one's heard of. That's one thing I think, you know, a school I was able to transfer. And I think another school I was able to transfer in um, from universities, my presentation skills. So sometimes I was asked to present things like, you know, when we were asked to draw UML diagrams, I was asked to, you know, to draw and explain, you know, why I drew this UML diagram. And yeah, so basically those are the skills that we, we, we were required to do when we were, you know, studying computer science. So in that case, I think working, you know, for startups bring brings many benefits as well. And it's so flexible. But yeah, what about you guys? What transferable skills would you say? Well, I would say working in um, placement and stuff, that really, uh, really opened my eyes, like to work in the industry and, Stuff like, you know, write emails properly and stuff, that really helped me. Um, people skills as well, interacting with team members, also like people like HR and yeah. different uh, departments as well. Because, you know, in uh, the IT department, it's more technical language, but when you're trying yeah. to explain it to like the business people, yeah. 
yeah, you have to like. Tone so you're it speaking down the Chinese, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to tone it down a bit. So I learned stuff from there, and yeah, and also with uni, once you, especially what um, James was saying, you know, once you get taught the basics of programming, you know, once you go into learning another language, because the the concepts of the basic of programming are the same for like most languages, it's easy for you to pick up up ones. So. That, that's really an advantage where you're applying for other jobs. The language you do may not be what you've learned in uni, but because you've learned, you know the basics, once you get into the job, you're able to adapt, you're able to learn it um, much more well quicker than a normal person who like never touched code before. So yeah, yeah I think that's one of the a lot of skills that can be transferable to like jobs and you know whatever you want to do. Yeah. Also, do you think it's important as programmers to have like? Uh, I know this sounds like a very obvious question, but I think it should be said anyway. Do you think it's very important to have to be able to communicate with other people? Because you know, as programmers, there's this stigma that you know we don't really like to communicate a lot or you know talk a lot to the people. Now, you know, well, I mean, that was the vibe I got when I was in placement. Anyway, what do you mean by what communication? I mean, yeah, about? in terms of like talking with other colleagues and stuff. What do you think? Like, oh, like what do you mean, like the outside work <laughs> kind of thing? Yeah, as in like no, just communicating in general in your office. How 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 is it? Oh well, well communication. What in terms of <laughs> how you, how, how, how you know. speak to each other? Like you know, like normally kind of thing. But yeah, I don't do you think it was normal? Like yeah, normal. Oh, because yeah. oh, because obviously it was an industry. It's not like me speaking to you guys and stuff. Yeah, you know, you had to like. <laughs> Like, you talk about your topics like yeah. you've never talked before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what kind of topics? <laughs> no, no I mean, nah, but I mean, you buy your suit and ties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, get conversations about where where to buy the best shoes or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you're not really interested. Yeah, right? not using like you know suits and ties. Yeah. And whatnot. <laughs> and, you know, guys talking about their hiking experiences. Oh, okay. What well, you're not into hiking? I've never done hiking before. Oh, okay. So you know when people tell you about this, you're like, oh, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have done hiking. I've never. As your mom never sent you to a store. You know where we have to walk. No, these, these guys go to the wilderness, Ma- Ma- mountains yeah. and stuff. Mountains. When, yeah. See, when we're in I Belgium, see mountain lions and bears. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't need to see a lion. I've got the National Geographic. <laughs> I don't need to do that stuff, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. What about you, Brandon? What kind of transferable skills would you say? Actually, tell us about some of the stuff you're doing right now in your role. You know, after um, yeah. So, well, currently I'm I'm working as a information analyst and database developer. Um, funny enough, I'm not actually really doing anything related to data. It is related. I thought to you were going to say I'm not actually doing anything at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm not very involved with the data team right now okay. because I'm working on a in-house um, web application uh, for a reporting system we're building. So yeah, transferable skills was I think for me it was really more of understanding people and learning to prioritize your work because. That's one thing you take from uni that definitely goes with you into the workplace. For example, like what James was saying, when they have like multiple projects going on, you you, you do know that you're not obliged to do anything outside of work, but because it's of priority, you need to acquire certain skill set that you might not already have. So you kind of have to go home and learn so that when you come back to work, you can get that job done quicker, you know, but still provide the quality needed. So I think learning to prioritize, because in, in final year, 
although we had final year project, you still had all your individual modules and they have their own coursework and projects as well. So you can't say because final year is the most important, final year project is the most important, I'm going to ignore everything else because that's 40%. But then you can't give too much attention on all the other little projects. Yeah. So and, time management. You know, yeah, time management and ignore. But like that, that's something we I experience in my job because sometimes we produce reports for different sections um, um, of the hospital. But then there are some reports whereby I just need to give it to someone and that's the end. But there's a report I have to give and someone has to validate it in the service. Um, so maybe one of the senior nurses has to validate the 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 report and then send it back to me before I then submit it in the report. Yeah. So I can't leave that one day, you know, before the deadline. I have to do it like two, three weeks before. Because if she doesn't do it on time, yeah. I have to chase her and then make sure that I get it back with enough time to then do my part to do a final submission. Yeah. But but let's be honest, in reality you sent like two days before or something. Oh no. No, we are you are obliged to send it on the first of every month. Mm. Because trust me, if you send it two days before, two oh, days you're before, talking about you're talking about work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. talking about work. If you send it two days before, you don't give them enough time to validate hundred and ninety yeah. breaches yeah. in in E D, for example. So What's E D? Uh, emergency department. Okay, so I, I work with the NHS basically. Um What do you do at the NHS? I'm an information analyst. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's that, that's something I took. I think that was very physical in terms of leaving uni and going to a workplace. So yeah, that's that was that was a main thing for nice. me. Nice. How would you say like balancing your what we do in our professional lives, I would say, with you know, balancing the work and projects that we have. How would you how did, how did you balance that? You know, how uh, have you found it difficult or have you found it, you know, easy to manage? No, I wouldn't say difficult in terms of, for me, I, I basically split my day in two. So 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. is anything related to work. So I wake up at 5, get ready, go to work. Latest, I will get home 6. If I have to stay more than that, I'll probably get home 7. But then I know from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m., is anything to do with quadrum or any other project I, I plan to do outside of my work life. So my, my timetable is split in two. So go to bed maybe 12, 1, wake up maybe 5, 6. Uh, yes, unfortunately, you would have to do that if you if you want to pursue this kind of life. So you're sleeping on six hours, but you know we're still young, so my body can handle it. So for me, I, I split my day in half, and I try not to work too much on weekends, because then that's really the only time I have to do anything else. So I prepare everything I need to do for the week, during the weekend. And then we go all over again. So split your day in half and then dedicate time to, to different things. Yeah, so. mine is kind of similar to you, to be honest. So how I balance my priorities, like my work life and, you know, what, you know, the, my business uh, side of things with four of them. So I tend to, similar to yours, I tend to split mine half a day. But sometimes if I know we've got, you know, a project with a client, what I tend to do is I spend like, I wake up early in the morning, maybe six or something, or now it's seven, and I'll spend like maybe from seven to like 12, midday or one in the afternoon, working on it, checking emails and, you know, doing the necessary things, contacting client, and then I'll just switch on to the other things I've got to do for the rest of the day, like work. And sometimes it differs, you know, on some days. On some days I do exactly what you do. So once I'm done with, you know, the work I'm doing, I finish out, you know, maybe, you know, five or six or something and I dedicate the rest of the day from like six to like one or two or something. And yeah, to be honest, I do actually, I tend to do some work on weekends, even though I shouldn't be doing 
But the only reason why is because with what we do, you've got to... There's some instances where we have no choice. We've got to work on the weekend because we've got deadlines to approach. And so I try to do get a lot of work done on Saturday with core driven. And on Sunday, I tend to prepare for, you know, the other things, the, the upcoming week with other things as well. So I think that's how I tend to manage it as well. And yeah, it keeps me motivated because I know if my company is not doing well or if our company is not doing well, then how the heck do we expect to, you know, be successful? And I think part of being an, this is part of the life of being an entrepreneur. You've got to, you know, keep working at it until, you know, it becomes what you want it to become. But yeah, like I said, there is that discussion of me, you know, I've got all my energy. Once I've finished and all the stuff I'm doing, all my energy is going to be put into, into this because if you only do this stuff halfway, it's only going to go halfway. So, yeah. But what about you, man? How do you balance? What would you say about the balance? Um, it really depends. Like, sometimes it, one day I'm able to split it. Like, you know, wake up at 7. Do you like, man, do you wake up at 7? Yeah, I wake up at 7. Oh, okay. I wake up at 7, um, you know, do the things you need to do. When it comes to the evening time, you know just grinding grinding because the thing about me i'm more of a night worker yeah i don't know why but night when, it to, <laughs> when it comes to the night that's when my ideas spring to life it's yeah. weird i'm more efficient and you know things start to come to me quicker mm. weird that's why i see I your know. slack messages yeah, like too. one or two and yeah, stuff that's, <laughs> yeah that that's makes when my sense. inspiration comes out yeah. that's when i'm that's when i my blood starts flowing. He doesn't like the sunlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the night, that's when I'm able to, I don't know why, but... Yeah, I get what so, you mean. Yeah, but when it comes to like, you know, work and stuff, I have to change that up because, you know, don't be working till 4 a.m. Then you yeah. go work at nine, you know get two hours sleep by the time you get to the office you're sleeping on your keyboard yeah that's true it's a bad look so that's true that's true yeah i try to adjust it so i'm able to be more efficient in the um, afternoon and mornings and stuff yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. sweet so was there anything you felt we missed out yeah i, I think we, we touched a lot about the startup side but i have to be an advocate for the corporate world because <laughs> I, I i think it, it is there, there is some perks to it i, I understand that's so why if you're coming coming out of uni it might not be the most glamorous you know i mean let's be honest it's the most conventional method yeah you know, students go for yeah it is but i and also i think i would encourage people not to be scared of just applying for jobs like um you wanted to reset do not really go for graduate scheme because if you're actually just applying for a job, you're competing with everyone else. The graduate scheme limits you for two years. And then you come out and you still have to compete with everyone else, you know. And I've also come to understand that it is not as scary. The whole interview process is actually not as scary as people make it out. What should yeah. you want to, to be? The one, second one you know, easier. Yeah. Exactly. Me, I did over yeah. 50. Imagine how I feel now. I feel yeah. like Superman in the last yeah. day. <laughs> and then like 53, 53rd one. Like there's less sweating. You're more, more comfortable. Yeah, literally. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you, you kind of understand what they want. And then you would yeah. understand how to pattern your CV, yeah. you know, to, to get the attention for you to get the interview. So, and then when you move into the industry, um, I'll say just try, try and maximize the opportunities they give. Some some people give really good opportunities. Some companies do. Yeah. Um, the the NHS mm, the NHS gives you opportunity to grow rapidly. 
Yeah. In terms of career progression. Are you just going to be dropping like NHS sticks? Are you trying to get people to... Hey, no, listen. We always have jobs available. Oh my goodness. Go to NHS. <laughs> <or jobs. laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Are they paying you for this? Uh, hey, this is not paid, but... If this, hey, this is not paid, but you know, NHS, if you want to sponsor me, I'll feel free. Uh, you can contact me on... <laughs> no, Come on, man. In, in link, link in the description below. But... <laughs> But no, like, but I'm, I'm just saying, on a serious note, it, it actually allows you to understand. And if, if you want to start a company in future, it kind of shows you the whole things you have to put in place. And then you learn, okay, my HR team should definitely not be like this, you know, <laughs> or, or the, <laughs> his face, his face. Was like, there, there, there's actually someone that said, it called the HR team human uh, remains. Instead of human resources, he said, He said, human remains. He said, Because they don't do anything. He said, They are just dead. They just. Dead. Oh my goodness. You know, but hey, everyone working in HR is just not, like, seriously, it's not all of you. Yeah. We, but I'm just saying, the whole team could do better. <laughs> it's not all of you. Um, so yeah, but like like we've said, there's a lot of tech opportunities. I think everyone should definitely learn something you know like like what we spoke about i think one or two episodes before in terms of if you don't want to go to uni but you still want to be in the whole computer science realm you should definitely look at you know the job opportunities out there and then decide which one suits you more as a person yeah and then go for it what do you think about us being you know young black guys what do you think about the diversity in tech like you know a lot of us like you don't i don't tend to see a lot of my peers applying for you know Twitter or, you know, Microsoft. What do you think about diversity in tech, though? What do you think? Um, diversity in terms of ethnicity or... Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I am I mean, the only black at my workplace. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was like... I, I, found, I found that as well when I was in placement as well. There was like, how many people? Like, probably two. Yeah. Same. I think but, I, was, I was the second black person in my placement. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe it depends on, you know, how technology is, you know, presented to... Well, people of our, our color, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. Or maybe it's people, you know, there's like a stigma of, you know, black people just want to be rappers or something. Like that, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because the way... What do you mean, though? Maybe, like, maybe, 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 because, you know, you, you know people like watching music videos and see all these guys, just, yeah. you know, Actually, I do agree. in bars and, you know, yeah. wearing chains and stuff, and they're looking... Guys are looking at them saying, oh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, I want to be that. I want the chains and that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, with me, it depends on the individual, maybe, or it depends on so, the surroundings as well. Are you saying that you feel like our ethnicity is not aware of, you know, the other opportunities apart from, you know, I think so. football, um, rapping, I think so. you know, MCs, MCing so. and stuff? I think so. I think, I think so. Because I don't think there is many people of our color doing in tech to set an example for other mm. the young kids growing mm. up i mean i guess to, i get i get what you're saying but i guess our lifestyle isn't as glamorous We're no not, uh, definitely you know, not definitely not i mean it can be depending on where you work and stuff or yeah, how much yeah, money you exactly, earn but i guess because exactly. maybe we're not it's not as flaunted as it is with you know the other yeah, occupations yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you don't see people on uh, the program, they're flashing like, you know, <laughs> yeah, free throwing money in the year. Go change on program, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I see it from a different perspective from you guys. So what I believe is, I think that, but I also think the reason why there's lack of, you know, diversity in tech is because I think sometimes people are of our ethnicity are sort of worried sometimes to apply for 
you know, companies, because maybe they feel like, I've had a lot of, a few of my friends say to me that, you know, I don't think, you know, my skill set's right yet, that, you know, I don't think I'm going to apply for, you know, huge tech companies, do you see what I mean? And I also think the issue with diversity in tech is because I think a lot of people are uninformed of the opportunities, do you see what I mean? I think if people, as we were saying back to what you were saying, if people were aware of, you know, the, the benefits of working in tech, I think more people would want to, you know, study in a, uh, I mean, you know, take a course like computer science and studying technology. Mm. But I mean, th those that's how I see it, to be honest. I don't think it's, again, if you if you think about when we were growing up, the guys we watched every day on television, you know, almost every day, three times a week were footballers. You know, when we were kids, I, I bet a lot of you guys said you wanted to be footballers, right? Yeah, do you see what I mean? And it was all, just a fantasy. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. That's just because we saw them a lot on yeah. television. But I'm yeah. guessing if we saw more tech people, you know, on television mm. and stuff like, you know, I know on television, hacking is glamorizes, you know, yeah. and all that stuff, but, if we saw a lot more people in tech and if, if we had people come to our secondary schools and saying, you know what, which is kind of the stuff I'm trying to get into soon, like talk to young kids and tell them, look, tech is a huge, like, it's such a huge sector. There's great opportunities. Do you think, do you see what I mean? But I think there's one side, you know, in the talk with, you know, diversity in tech, there's two sides. There's one type, there's one side is there's not enough, you know, people of ethnicity taking on subjects like computer science and stuff or, you know, chemical, not chemical engineering, but computer engineering. And then you have the other side of hiring. We've spoken about, you know, the more, the first side. What do you guys think about the hiring of, do you think, what do you guys think? Why don't tech companies basically take in more people of, of ethnicities? Personally, what I've been told by someone is because of the skill sets. I feel like, it's not that we're not capable, don't get me wrong. I, I, I know one or two guys, a few guys that work in Google and, you know, top firms, and they're really good at programming. But I think sometimes, there's such high demands in these, you know, tech companies that sometimes they feel like, you know, I don't know how to say it. I don't want to make it seem like we're not knowledgeable because we are really knowledgeable. We, I've met the best programs, some of the best programs I know are in this room. Do you see what I mean? And I just feel like maybe it's because we're not represented enough. You know, I just don't want to, what do you guys think? Yeah. Lack of representation? That could be. For, for me, it's, it's not, it's not as, it's not as black as, you know, it's not just a black and white. Yeah. No, I didn't. That's why issue. I said I didn't say, just say black. I said no, no, no. Ethnicities, I'm, minorities. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not talking. I meant like yeah. it's not. Oh, it's as not a color. Oh, okay. And, like binary. You know, yeah. Um. Even if we're talking from the hiring point of, because I know a lot of black people who get hired in high positions in tech in the NHS. So it's not really a thing of. Back to the NHS again, huh? You know what? It's it's the industry I work in, so I, I can only talk for. The industry are working and even if we're saying oh black people are not getting hired i don't know the facts about america compared to yeah. to 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 britain you know and also if you're talking about skill set sorry to say someone coming from you know any other country in europe i can vouch for would be any would be a better computer scientist would be a better programmer than someone coming from england in general yeah. because the way we are taught, <laughs> you know, the, the way we are taught from primary school yeah. is so different yeah. to the way people are taught here. Of course. So when 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 we're saying that people are saying, "Oh, my skill set," and someone can come out of nowhere and get the job is because well, we've been taught different, and then that's where the whole environment comes in. What have you been exposed to? You know, what have you been taking into since you were young? Like even before I picked computer science for uni. The people around me, my dad was always telling me like, oh, this guy is an um, um, oracle programmer. This man is a computer guru. This so those are the people I saw around me. So even before I picked computer science, yeah. I knew, okay, what exactly can I do with this? Yeah. And then they showed me their CV. 
and they tell me what they're doing and I'm like, okay, that seems like a good option. So you do think it's lack of representation then? You know, because you have people no, but, around but you. But people, yeah, I, but I didn't have anyone no, but, around but, me. But, but, but see, the, the funny thing is, if, if, if you go to some events, you will see the amount. I'm not saying it's, it's not an issue of lack of, but it's also what you, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not just like, lack of representation it's it's a it's a combination of everything it's literally a combination of, because if you go out there and look for it yeah you will find it it might not be easy to find definitely. it definitely i agree with that statement you know you might it might not be easy to find it as it's easier to find an elon musk yeah. compared to finding someone that's black of his caliber yeah changing the world of that i understand that you know yeah but at the same time i'm saying if you're not exposed to to that like after my dad mentioned those people to me i still went out and looked like if you see some of the things they are doing in for example africa that's what i'm saying that's because i went and, and looked for it like yeah, you yeah. know so again but then it comes to again are black people being exposed that's what i'm saying as you. much as see I would yeah, say so it's not like they're not in there yeah. so it's a combination of everything it's, it's a combination up, of everything growing up in secondary school so we had two form, two famous footballers that went to my school growing up and we're just like damn everyone's like yeah i'm just gonna play ball you know be like those guys i'm gonna play football and stuff but we never really had speakers from like, you know, tech, you know, CEO of, or not CEO, but, you know, CTO of Microsoft, CTO of Twitter, or it doesn't even have to be CTO, maybe so someone that works in the software engineering department that, you know, enlightened us about opportunities in tech. The only reason why I was interested in tech was, unlike you guys, I didn't have people around me. I don't have older siblings or people that are in tech, but I read a lot and I'm always reading tech news and tech crunch and stuff. And... I'm seeing, oh damn, this is the opportunities that can come, you know, you know, with tech. And that's one of the main reasons why I, I, you know, I wanted to work in tech. And just like Brandon says, I think it's all about you. If you don't find out what's out there for you, there are never gonna be any opportunities for you. Do you see what I mean? Another thing I like to do, I like to Google, you know, hackathons in London. I like to see what's happening in the community. Do you see what I mean? If you don't go out to network and meet people and to see what what what, what they're doing, if you, that's if you're interested in tech, then you know. You're never going to know. But again, it goes back to the root issue with what you guys are saying. I generally think that education in the UK doesn't do enough to build talented programmers. Do you see what I mean? Or computer engineers. Do you see what I mean? We've seen our mates, some of the best guys we, we, we went to uni with, they've been doing programming since 12 years old in Romania. How do we compete with that? Do you see what I mean? Now the curriculum is slowly introducing this, but I think, you know, growing up, I wasn't exposed to these things. So in my case... I think that's what the main issue is. Lack of exposure for me as to what opportunities there were in tech. I mean, I knew what opportunities because I, I read a lot of books and I research, but at that time, I don't think I was, there was enough exposure for me as there is now. And I think they could still do better. Do you see what I mean? Because when I'm applying for jobs or when you apply for jobs and you see the company photo, say no more. You well, know I'm, what I'm saying, right? Okay, I'm, I'm going to Look say at one... the people who work there. You're like, oh, can I actually fit in the company? Yeah, I know what you mean by that. No, it's, it's difficult to say. It's so it's tough. Difficult. It's a tough. It's a touchy it's tough subject. Because I don't know if I can just look at the company <laughs> just because you know. Yeah, and, and then make a, make a, make a decision based on that. I will make it. No, I'm not saying I make a position. I'm not saying I make a decision based on that. But I'm saying there's so much factors that, such as that, whereby you look is is anyone that looks at me that looks like me being represented. Do you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If I can't have people I relate to, I'm not saying I wouldn't work for a company. I've, the companies I've worked for. Yes, there's only been, you know, a few black people in there and I've still worked with him. But the point I'm trying to say is a young kid coming up that's not seen enough people that look like him, that represent him. How do you expect someone like that to apply? I think you can go two ways. Either he can think about, I can, you know, Well, not apply, but getting into such a yeah, tech, I should I was, say. I was about to I could say. Yeah, that was my fault. But on, second, on, the, but on the other hand, it could be, mm, can I 
is it possible? So it, it can go two ways. But it, as I said, it depends on the individual itself and it depends on the exposure. For sure, for sure. I so think yeah, I think it's, it's kind of tough on that. I was, was going to say also, like, um, programmers are often repre- represented as very weird guys who mm. are always in the mm. inside. Wearing the dark, hoodies. Where, yeah, know, I remember when I meet people, they're like, oh, when I tell them I'm a programmer, they're like, oh, really? Because, you know, I don't necessarily, maybe in second or third year in uni days I did, but, like, yeah. when they meet me, they're like, they didn't necessarily think I'm a programmer because mm. I don't look like your stereotypical exactly. programmer. Not, com- exactly. not skin colour type, I mean, you know, in the way I dress, you see. Yeah, exactly. And often young kids want to be one of the cool kids. Yeah. If you, you know, you don't. <laughs> it's true, it's true. though. No, so, he's got a good know, point. Yeah. Uh, often, you know, when that's uh, that, that has to be broken. I think it's, I think it's changing a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure, but, it's changing, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, kids are growing up. They don't really have an interest in it because yeah. they think it's just a, we- a bunch of weirdos doing <laughs> weird things behind yeah. the computer. And so they want to be, you know, that popular yeah. guy, that footballer, that yeah. boxer, that rapper. Because we see you know more of I mean? them on television. Exactly. Yeah. They are the cool guys. Well, the cool guys. Yeah, we're in quotation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... Yeah, um, I totally get you, but I can see I could I could see slow improvements. Like, oh yeah, like definitely. There's it been is. more opportunities. Like, exactly. In terms of you know programs that have been done in schools, you know, in terms of what Google is doing with oh um, definitely. What do yeah. you call it? You know, summer camps and all that stuff. So it's it's getting there, but there's still a lot that can be done. To be honest, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cool. What else would you guys like to add on that then? Um, in in terms of what what you said about, I I think. Apologies to anyone who might be offended by this, but if you are holding back because, you know, of certain things, and you, you just have to see, the, the world is cruel, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, we have been dealt um, certain cards that put us at a disadvantage. But the thing is for us to make the most of it. Exactly. You know, but also I would say to some extent, I know some black people are just lazy. It, it has to be said to some extent we are just computer science is a hard module you know I mean? you know we all know here people mm-hmm. who dropped out yeah a guy a guy during the exam pretended to be ill because he couldn't handle the exam to some extent black people we are just lazy not all of us no that, that's yeah. what I'm saying it's yeah. uh, you know in in, in to, there, there's a there's a group of people who, yeah. who fall into that category yeah. and I'll say sorry the world you live in now you have to get off your couch and you have to put in the work. Definitely. Nothing comes easy anymore. Definitely. You know, nothing comes easy, especially for us. And if you if you want to be like what um you want to do us in, if you want to be the first one, or if you want to be the first one to create a breakthrough, for sure. You have to put in the work. For sure, for so, sure. I mean that's what one of the things that motivated me my you know to work for a company before I started my placement. I said, you know, I want to be one of the the guys that are gonna be seen as, you know, the CEO you know, the CTO, you know, great position so that students, younger people can aspire to, you know, to want to do the stuff we're doing. Do you see what I mean? And also, like, as you said, computer science is very... I'll give you an example based on what Brandon's saying. So I've met many instances when I've met, like, you know, people of color and I've said to them, like, oh, are you finding computer science? And they've said to me, oh, Jarvis... The first thing they say is, Jarvis, crazy, man. 
I'm thinking, yeah, it's crazy, but you just got endured. You see what I mean? Like I said that a lot. Yeah, there was something Brandon said a lot, but and I'm still programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess it's all about you know perseverance. Nothing in life comes easy. Again, I don't want to be cliche, but it is true. Nothing in life comes easy. You know, you've got you've got to work hard at everything, which is why I'm not going to lie to you. I I, I program every day. I, I, every day I program like as if I'm still an amateur. Do you see what I mean? I'm still learning new things every day in programming because I want my skills to be kept up to date and I want to be able to compete with the guys around me. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been a very interesting, you know, discussion and I'm, I'm happy we were able to, you know, talk about it. Those are just our views anyway. Yeah, so if you guys have any questions, you can tweet us at Quadrum. And yeah, 